0: You're listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Domini. Out Loud Bible Project is on a mission to read the entire Bible out loud in a conversational and approachable way, so you can recognize your part in this conversation between you and God. This is the Out Loud Bible Project Podcast, where we read the Bible out loud, like a conversation. Why? Because I believe the Bible is a conversation. It's, it says about itself that it's living and active, and God wants you to just lean in and listen. Something you read a year ago may not have been relevant to you then, but it's relevant now. And wisdom, correction, encouragement, it's all in here. So if reading the Bible out loud in a way that sounds like a conversation is helpful to you, then hey, I am so glad you're here. Um, I do hope that you read it for yourself. I know it can be daunting for a lot of people to do that. So I wrote a Bible study guide to help you know what to do with whatever you're reading in the Bible. And the out loud Bible study doesn't tell you what to read, but it it helps point you in a good direction and gives you some ideas of what to do when you get there. So a a lot of people have found it helpful, especially when trying to start a habit of reading the Bible. So uh, if that'd be helpful to you, you can find that at outloudbible.com. This uh, entire podcast started with reading the book of Mark, because like I mentioned then, if our goal as Christians is to be like Jesus, we have to have a good understanding of what he's like and what he did and what he said, right? So Mark gave us a great overview of the life of Jesus. And now we're going to read about what living for Jesus looks like. And the book of Philippians is great for this. And here's why. First of all, it's one of many letters that the Apostle Paul wrote to some of the first churches, like this church in Philippi. These churches were in Turkey and Greece, and they weren't in the area where Jesus was and did his ministry a couple of decades prior to this. So they wanted to learn more about Jesus and how we as Christians should live. So it's fair for us nowadays here to apply the teachings in Philippians to our own life. Uh, Also, it's one of the more... Positive and encouraging letters that Paul wrote. Other churches needed more correction. They were having some different issues, so some of Paul's letters to them were a bit more stern, but the Philippians were just worried for Paul who was writing from prison, and they were just eager to learn. So his tone in writing this letter is a bit softer and a bit more uplifting. So a lot of great verses to memorize, a lot of very popular verses that are printed on plaques or uh, shared on shirts. A lot of really good sound bites uh, come from the Book of Philippians, so I'm excited to get in it with you. Uh, a lot of great verses to memorize, keep in your pocket here. So let's just dig in, shall we? Paul and Timothy, servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Jesus Christ who are at Philippi with the overseers and servants, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God whenever I remember you, always in every request of mine on behalf of you all, making my requests with joy for your partnership in furtherance of the good news from the first day until now. Being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. It's even right for me to think this way on behalf of all of you, because I have you in my heart, because both in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the good news, you are all partakers with me of grace. For God is my witness, how I long for all of you in the tender mercies of Christ Jesus. This I pray, that. Your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense to the day of Christ, being fulfilled with the fruits of righteousness which are through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Now, I desire to have you know, brothers, that the things which happened to me have turned out rather to the progress of the good news. So that it became evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest that my bonds are in Christ. And that most of the brothers in the Lord being confident through my bonds are more abundantly bold to speak the word of God without fear. Some indeed preach Christ even out of envy and strife, and some also out of goodwill. The formerly insincerely preach Christ from selfish ambition, thinking that they add affliction to my chains, but the latter out of love, knowing that I'm appointed for the defense of the good news. But what does it matter? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed. I rejoice in this, yes, and and will rejoice, for I know that this will turn out to my salvation through your prayers and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and hope that I will in no way be disappointed, but with all boldness, as always, now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. For, to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain, but if I live on in the flesh, this will bring fruit from my work, yet I, I don't know what I'll choose, but I'm hard-pressed between the two, having to, the desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better, yet to remain in the flesh is more needful for your sake. Having this confidence, I know that I will remain, yes, and remain with you All for your progress and joy in the faith that your rejoicing may abound in Christ Jesus in me through my presence with you again. Only let your way of life be worthy of the good news of Christ, that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of your state that you stand firm in one spirit with one soul striving for the faith of the good news and to nothing frightened by the adversaries, which is for them a proof of destruction, but to you of salvation, and that from God. Because it's been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer on his behalf, having the same conflict which you saw in me and now here is in me. If therefore there is any exhortation in Christ, if Any consolation of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any tender mercies and compassion make my joy full by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind, doing nothing through rivalry or through conceit, but in humility, each counting others better than himself— Each of you not just looking to his own things, but each of you also to the things of others. Have this in your mind, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, existing in the form of God, didn't consider equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself. Taking the form of a servant, being made in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself becoming obedient to the point of death. Yes, the death of the cross. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and gave him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven, those on earth, and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So then, my beloved, even as you've always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it's God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do all things without complaining and arguing that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without defect in the middle of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you are seen as lights in the world. Holding up the word of life that I may have something to boast in the day of Christ that I didn't run in vain or labor in vain. Yes, and if I am poured out on the sacrifice and service of your faith I rejoice and rejoice with you all, in the same way you also rejoice and rejoice with me. But I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon that I may also be cheered up when I know how you're doing, for I have no one else like-minded who will truly care about you, for they all seek their own, not the things of Jesus Christ. But you know the proof of him that as a child serves a father, so he served with me in furtherance of the good news. Therefore, I hope to send him at once, as soon as I see how it will go with me. But I trust in the Lord that I myself will also come shortly. But I counted it as necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother, fellow worker, fellow soldier, and your apostle and a servant of my need, since he longed for you all and was very troubled because you heard that he was sick, for indeed he was sick nearly to death. But God had mercy on him and not... On him only, but on me also, that I might not have sorrow on sorrow. I have sent him, therefore, the more diligently, that when you see him again you may rejoice, and that I may be the less sorrowful. Receive him, therefore, in the Lord with all joy, and hold such people in honor, because for the work of Christ he came near to death, risking his life to supply that which was lacking in your service toward me. One major theme in today's reading is humility putting the needs of someone else before your own. Paul reminds us that Jesus offered the ultimate example when he died on the cross so that we could be made right with God. We have to make humility a priority because humility is the antidote to pride and pride is the root of every sin. Humility isn't easy, but it is the most direct line to becoming more like Jesus. That is the thinking out loud thought for today. You've been listening to the Outloud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. When you become a patron of Outloud Bible project, you help make the Bible accessible for people who desperately need to know they have a role in this conversation with God. To learn more, visit outloudBible.com and click support this project. Thanks for listening.